Uh, well, this is a great Sunday. This is Sunday that we celebrate some of the great things God God is doing outside of our outside of our outside of our walls. Um, I said in the first service, I don't know how many walls we have. We have more than four walls. We got a bunch of walls. But outside of all of these walls that we have across multiple campuses is all the cool things that God's up to. Our vision here at First Church is restore God's ideal. That's the big idea. To restore God's ideal. Jesus invited us to pray. He, he, he said, pray like this, pray, God, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. So that's our mission. We're restoring God's ideal. We're praying, Jesus, work through us. We want, your, we want the, 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 the desire, the heart of God to be restored on this earth. Bring your kingdom now uh, and, and use us to make that happen. He said in what was a, a key passage that uh, many of us know in Matthew chapter 28 said this, and all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold, I am with you to the very end of the age. So we have this vision. We have, we have this idea of Jesus telling us to pray for God's kingdom to come, his will to be done. We have the mandate that Jesus gives us to go into all of the world. We've, we've developed some core values based on all of that, based on the words of Jesus. And one of those core values says that we believe in worldwide mission. We believe that we should take the, this good news of Jesus outside the walls to the ends of the earth. We, we have another core value that says that we believe that, that we should share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. And so again, that's a piece of what we make, uh, we make happen through, through what we call the vehicle of faith promise. So this vehicle of faith promise is the, is the way that we fund this vision, the way we fund outside the walls of the church, uh, reaching people and encouraging people and helping people to know about the difference that Christ makes in their life. Now, some of you, and you, by the way, you got, hopefully as you came in, I'm sorry for those of you who are online or listening by radio, uh, you don't have this, but if you're here in the room, you got one of these, hopefully as you came in. Uh, we're going to re be referring to that. We're going to start with the we give locally side, and so some of the great things we're doing locally, and then we'll get to the backside in just a few minutes. But I encourage you to, to follow along with me. At the bottom of it is what we call, uh, it talks about faith promise. And let me just describe to that to you in case this may be a new idea for you. Faith promise is a way that we just invite God to speak to us and ask him, God, how would you want me to be involved to support financially mission here at First Church? Uh, support us going outside the walls of the church, uh, of First Church. And so whatever God would lay on your heart, then you just say, oh, then over the next year, because this will start in March and go through the next 12 months. And we've got some, if you didn't get one, uh, thank you, Dylan. We can give you one. So, so we're referring to it. So then over the next year, you just look for ways that God, God comes and does what only God can do and does the miraculous and somehow provides those dollars outside of what you normally give, the tithes and offerings that you give, just kind of, kind of in a faith expanding, God moving type of way. So let me give you an example. Maybe you say uh, you feel like God has put on your heart to give X amount. And then over the next year, you're just looking for God to provide that in some, some unexpected way, faith-expanding way. Maybe you go into work and your boss says, hey, I've decided to give you this bonus. And oddly enough, the bonus is exactly what uh, God had laid on your heart to give. So maybe that could be it. Or maybe you go doing your taxes and you recognize, oh, wow, I'm going to get X amount. And that's... 
part of what I, I felt like God laid on my heart to give to this work of missions. Or maybe, maybe you were selling something on Facebook Marketplace and someone just randomly says, you know what, I think it's worth more than that. I'm going to give you an extra whatever. And you're like, oh, wow, that's more than I thought. So there's any number of ways that God uh, could do what only God does. I remember as, a, as like a middle school student back in the day, I remember I felt like it was in a service sitting like in a service like this, and I just felt like God wanted me to, to put something down. He wanted me to participate. So I put a number down, and I had no income <laughs> as a middle schooler. I, didn't, I never got an allowance as a middle schooler. So, uh, so anyway, I put this number down, and then I remember at school one day, I looked down, and there was that amount of money was laying on the ground. And it was just a really cool faith-expanding moment for me as a middle school kid. And I gave that money to, uh, to missions at my church. So I don't know how God will do it, but that's just... That's the idea of faith promise. And so this year we have a goal of $170,000 that we want to give. And all of that, those dollars will go outside the walls of the church, locally, uh, in our region, and then to the ends of the earth. And let me just give you a little sidebar note. This, some of you might not realize this, but we also, every dollar you give in tithes and offerings, we tithe on that. So we want to model what we're asking you to do. That benchmark in Scripture is uh, you give the first 10% to the Lord, that benchmark that we see, and then just uh, God, just the trusting that he's going to bless that other 90%. And so uh, that 10% tithe that we, for every dollar you give, we give, we tithe on that. That's about $260,000. So you add 170 and you add 260. And so together, that's, I think, $430,000 that goes outside the walls of First Church. So there's a lot of incredible, amazing things that I have the privilege today to tell you. And, and I'm just going to tell you about some of the things we do through Faith Promise, not even get into all the awesome other things that we do through your, through your tithe dollars that we give. And here's going to be the track that we're going to run on today. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus. Jesus talking to his followers, he said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Now he happened to be talking to them just outside of Jerusalem. So, so that was kind of their home base. So you're going to be my witnesses in your home, in your home area and in Judea. And Judea was a little further out than Jerusalem. And then he says Samaria, and that was a little further out than Judea. And then to the ends of the earth. And so that's going to be the track that we're going on today. We're going to talk about what God's up to locally, and then a little farther out, a little further out, and then in the end, we'll talk about to the ends of the earth. First Church, you're amazing. Uh, you're so generous. We've got lots to celebrate. Let's jump in. So on that first side that talks about what we do locally, probably the uh, key, there's no partnership more key to what we do around here than the partnership that we have with New Heights Christian Community Development Association, sometimes referred to as New Heights CCDA. Uh, you probably know, most of you know that we, uh, a few years ago, created a separate nonprofit, a separate 501c3 under the umbrella of First Church, and that New Heights is that uh, nonprofit to try to just be more effective in our reach in this area. One of the barriers as we think about how that nonprofit can help reach needs in our area, one of the things we recognize as we begin to look around what are the needs in our area was healthy and sustainable or sufficient food for families. So about eight years ago, we started the Community Food Network, CFN. 
Community Food Network, we've got some pictures that we'll show you throughout as we're talking today. Community Food Network uh, is all about creating healthy communities by feeding individuals and families mind, body, and spirit. Now, when CFN, Community Food Network, started about, uh, again, as I said, about eight years ago, we were helping about 20 families. Uh, We've doubled that in the intervening years, and we help about 40 families, 40-plus families, twice a month with their food needs. And you can look at the statistics on that sheet that I'm referring to and how uh, that ministry has... Is, is a blessing and is multiplying and doing some amazing things. Again, helping people to have a reliable food source uh, for, their, for their family. Let me share a, share a story because it's not just about food. It's also about community. It's about relationships. This is from somebody in the Community Food Network. He said this, uh, this, this story. Around the, this, there's a guy that's in the Community Food Network. And he came around the holidays and he said, well, can I give some of the food back? And as we inquired, like, well, why do you want to give some of the food back? He said, well, my microwave is broken now and my stove is broken. I don't have any way to fix this food. And so I was just wondering if I could just give some of it back to help someone else. And someone in the community food network, some of the, one of the other members, overheard that and said, well, I've got something. Let me go get it. And so she goes home and brings back an electric skillet and gives it to this guy. And the guy was over the moon excited about now he can fix the food. And he was excited and grateful. And weeks later, he still continued to celebrate how someone in the ministry was helping him. And what a difference that that made. And so, friends, it's, it's a snapshot of what it looks like when we help someone who in turn then is, uh, has the ability then to help someone else. And we just, I just love that idea. Another major barrier in our area is transportation. We have talked about that before. Uh, New Heights Auto is the way that we help to meet that need. This is a picture of, the, of our shop, our, our garage that we were able to get. And as we moved into this garage, this just really amped up our ability to provide right, uh, reliable transportation. And here's the, here's the tagline, uh, to provide access to reliable transportation for financially constrained individuals trying to gain, maintain, or increase their employment. So back in 2019, we're able to purchase through, by the way, your capital funds giving. We're able to purchase this garage debt-free and move in with the goal, the hope, to be able to help 100 families. This past, and or households, families or households. This past year, we're able to help 150 uh, families and households. And so we just hope to be able to do that again uh, this year. We're on track to do that. And so just uh, another little plug. As you take your car to get it serviced here, because part of, the, part of the, the vision was to have a piece of the work that we do there with our two full-time mechanics, a piece of that when you go take your car, and it's not going to be the cheapest place in town, but you know that when you take your, your car there, that it helps part of that, those, those, that income helps to help someone else. So that's the, the vision of, of that, that part of the work is for profit to fund, along with the dollars that we give, that we supported in other ways it's supported to help people with their transportation uh, needs. Here's a story. This is a picture of Teresa. And this is Teresa's story in her own words. She said this, I'm amazed at God's blessing in my life. He's been so faithful. This vehicle is making it possible for my niece and I to get to work. 
I also plan to take my family members and other people I know to Detroit for their immigration hearings. Before, we had to rent a car to do that, which cost a lot of extra money. And again, you, you see that, that idea that when we help someone, then it gives them the ability to help other people. And we see that happening over and over and over again. Now, we've talked about the Laundry Hub for a number of years, back seven years ago. I think it was the first time we introduced that potential, just kind of threw that potential thing out. And it's taken a while to get where we are. But 2023 is going to be an amazing year because we're breaking ground on the Laundry Hub. We got, uh, maybe you saw on the news, uh, two weeks ago I think it was or so, uh, finally got from the township the site approval to break ground. And so in spring we're going to be breaking ground on the laundry hub, but it's more than just laundry. laundry. Benton Heights community is an undersourced, resourced community, and so we're going to be able to bring resources to the great people of Benton Heights. So uh, laundry, but then also, again, much more than that. So health, uh, ways to help help them become healthy, uh, financial things, job stuff, resume building, Bible studies, after school things, any number of, of resources they'll be able to bring into the community. And if we weren't doing enough awesome, cool things this past year. You might not know that we uh, were given a house. We're able to rehab that house, do some work on that house. And then someone in the community that probably would struggle to be a homeowner on their own, we were able to get them into that home. So now we have someone that now is a homeowner in that community. We know the bedrock of a healthy community is home ownership. So we're just dreaming about what it would look like to develop a strategy around you know, just addressing the housing issues in the Benton Heights area. Again, got a lot, of ce- got a lot to celebrate. 2023 is going to be an amazing year. Carol's Hope. Carol's Hope, again, on your sheet there, one of the newest partners. Carol's Hope is a, uh, you might not know what that is, it's a 24-hour crisis intervention facility that provides a supervised, supportive setting for individuals when they... Uh, may have addiction issues or co-occurring disorders of some kind. And when they're ready to get help, there's a 24-hour place where they can go and find help. Clients are giving a, given a, a place to stay, a welcome environment, while they help them to develop a recovery plan uh, and connecting them to services, all that cool stuff. So there's a great story. I want you to, I mean, there's a lot of ways that uh, in our community that people's lives are changed, but this is a story of someone in our uh, in our in our in our church family that was helped through uh, through Carol's hope. So let's listen to Jessica's story. I'm Rachel Green. I am the worship pastor at Benton Heights and at Celebrate Recovery. And I'm here at Carol's Hope today with my good friend, Jessica Baggett. So Jessica, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, My name is Jessica Baggett. I'm uh, 30 years old. I have four children and I'm here from Benton Heights, Michigan. Okay. Um, So as your sister, I know that you're walking the road of recovery. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so maybe within the last eight years, I have been, um, through addiction a lot and I, I got clean a couple years ago. Um, and before that I lost my kids. Um, 
and that was a very hard time for me. Um, I did end up getting clean for a year and nine months, um, and then to COVID, I relapsed and I had a bad breakup, and so I then, when I relapsed, um, was using again for two years, and then um, had a spiritual awakening. Something really incredible happened in your life last year, around that time. Mm -hmm. um, can you explain to us the catalyst of that experience? Like what, what started you down this journey of your new life? Well, I, um, in addiction, um, I've had two, two spiritual awakenings. Um, one spiritual awakening um, is to where I could actually feel it. I mean, um, it was like my hands and my feet were locked up. I was, I was kind of thinking that everything around me was different. Um, and then I had another one to where I just was sick of being a disobedient. Um, I, I wanted my kids in my life. I was sick of not being there for my kids. Um, and so I said, it's time to be obedient. Mm -hmm. And I, I called Pastor Jaime and then that's when I um, spoke with him and he said, call Carol's Hope. Get in Carol's Hope. And I was in Carol's Hope in 20 minutes. Um, can you describe like the catalyst to your experience? Like what, what happened um, that started your journey? Um, I would say it, um, it had to be in between Pastor Jaime and Carol's Hope. Um, Pastor Jaime did um, have a lot to do with influencing um, me to go to Carol's Hope. And then when I got to Carol's Hope, um, they sent me to a 28-day program, which um, was faith-based. And so um, that helped a lot. It was in between um, housing, regular housing, and um, kind of like a classroom setting um, for 28 days. And from there, I, I started my recovery. That's awesome. So um, can you, you just kind of did, but can you tell us a little more about your experience with Carol's Hope and um, how, you know, your, your stay here was and how they facilitated you and... Oh, everything here was great. Um, I mean, they they did everything with the phone calls. They took care of my insurance. Um, they did everything, um, provided food. They talked to me late nights. Um, I mean, anything that you anything that you could possibly need, they provided while we were here. Um, a, a room by yourself to stay in, um, safe clean place for you to stay in. Mm -hmm. And then they connected you to yep. another and, facility. And they right. did all of that um, on their own. And they also transported me too. So that was very good. Um, can you tell us what your life is like now that you're on the other side and, and you're, you're back here at Carol's Hope, um, having gone through the process? Um, now is great. Um, Pastor Jaime actually came with me and helped me find my own house. Um, I'm working. I've been had my own job for six, six, six and a half months. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm just, I'm getting everything that I prayed for. And your kids? Yes, I have my kids in my life. Um, they won't be back home fully until June, but mm -hmm. I, I have them back fully in my life. And yeah. I haven't missed anything else, like I said. Yeah. So if it were not for Carol's Hope, where do you think you would be? Um, if it wasn't for Carol's Hope, I don't think that I would have had a safe place to go. Um, even after I got out of rehab, um, I didn't have a place to go. So, I mean, it's great that you asked that question because I left my home back in Niles and I came back here um, when I didn't have a place to go. Yeah, because they gave you a safe place to stay when you were sure where you would go. And from other stories I've heard, um, 
having someone to intervene and walk alongside people through these kind of processes, processes <laughs> um, is what really makes a difference in people's lives. So we're really thankful for places like Carol's yes. Hope. Yeah. Did you catch all that? Is that an, an amazing story? Yeah. So if it was, you know, when, when people are ready to really make a drastic, radical change in their life, it's not necessarily 3 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. It may be 4 a.m. And where do you go when someone calls at 4 a.m.? Where do you send them? And they're ready to get help in whatever the addiction cycle that they're in. Carol's Hope is that place. And did you, did you hear? And, and she, she went to that rehab uh, place, and she's getting her kids back, and she's got a job, and she's now got a place to stay. And is that not an amazing amazing partnership. And did you hear how many times Pastor Jaime's name was called in that little story about how he was instrumental in facilitating all of that? We need partners because we can't do everything. We need partners like Carol's Hope. Another great partner in our community is Mosaic. Mosaic has been around about 15, probably 15 or so years, launched. Uh, I remember the very first board meeting that, that I went to when it was, when some pastors got together and was launching Mosaic back in the day. Uh, and just the amazing, wonderful work that they've done in our community in the intervening years as they help to transform, again, there's that idea, there's that word to transform people's lives as they're impacting families and impacting our community. We've got some pictures that we want to show. Uh, they have have what is, is really an exciting program, Jobs for Life, where they're help, they help individuals that just need to learn some skills, uh, they, to have a job, and then to also learn some skills. What's it look like to show up on time and to be a good employee and, and those soft skills that you need to keep the job? And so Jobs for Life is a nationally recognized program that helps make that happen. But they do so much more than that. Let me show you another picture. This is the Wonderland Toy Store. We've had the privilege the last several years to partner with Mosaic to put on the Wonderland Toy Store, and you'll notice that it's being done in, if you're familiar with what our ministry center that we built, incidentally, through your generous uh, capital funds giving, the uh, ministry center at Heights, didn't we talk about? You give us these tools, and we will use them to change and to help and to be a blessing to our community. And so this is the Wonderland Toy Store in our ministry center over there in, in Benton Heights. So hundreds, literally, of families were helped this year. You can see the in that uh, handout that we gave you, you can see some of those numbers of the kids and the number of toys that were given uh, on that sheet. Uh, another great ministry that we support is Life Plan. Life Plan is a key partner, and they exist, to give you their kind of their mission statement, they exist to spread the gospel by helping people choose life and to live, and I love the little tagline, and to live a hope filled life. You'll probably remember a few weeks ago we did a diaper drive where we, uh, they tell us that across our three campuses we uh, you donated enough diapers to help people for six months through their multiple locations through that diaper drive that you uh, helped with. And so life plan does some critical work in our local mission field uh, to support the work of the sanct uh, support of the sanctity of human life. And they are on the front lines doing some great work. You can see, again, in that sheet that I gave you, there's a, they have a vision of starting another center down in South Bend to add to, if you see their, that picture, to add to what they're doing in Niles and right here in our community in Benton, Benton Harbor. 
Now, turn over that sheet and let's talk about the global. Uh, what did Jesus tell us? And to the ends of the earth. So let's talk about the ends of the earth. Let's talk about what it looks like to, and you see the dots around the, the globe, India and Africa and the Middle East and Europe and South America and Central America and our friends at, at Lakota Reservation and even South Dakota. Let me highlight a few of the great projects that we're up to. The first would be Heart for Lebanon. Heart for Lebanon helps move people from despair to hope. This is a picture of an individual that came into Heart for Lebanon's ministry uh, area as a refugee. She, along with her three daughters, and I'm, not, I'm saying she because her name's really hard to pronounce and I'll probably mess it up anyway, so I'm not even going to try. Uh, but she uh, was, had escaped from ISIS um, and was, along with a number of other Kurdish families from Syria, she had ended up as in a refugee camp with her three daughters in Lebanon. Barely able to provide for her family, barely surviving. And she was invited through Heart for Lebanon, who provides resources, food, and just supplies and places to stay. Through that ministry, she was invited to come to a Bible study that they do. She went, she says, reluctantly. And then this is what she says as she went to this Bible study. I entered the center and a feeling flooded my being. I sat, I listened, and I felt peace. I wanted to stay there forever. Can you imagine a refugee that has fled for her life with her children? Finally, finally in a place. With all the turmoil and all the stuff, finally in a place where she feels peace. And she said this, I wanted to stay there forever, and in that moment... I accepted Jesus as my Savior. Friend, that's why we do. That's why we do this. That's why we support places like this. So lives can be changed. Lives can be transformed. So regional wars, refugee crisis, uh, economic collapse, all have left thousands desperate in the Middle East. And there's refugee camps throughout Lebanon. And Heart for Lebanon provides hope in the midst of that despair. Let's transition across the world to the Timothy School. Timothy School is in Paraguay, where we have done just a number of building projects over the last couple decades or so. We've built churches and radio stations and just different things there. And it was a few years ago that we stood in an empty field with the leaders in Paraguay and joined hands and heard their vision of a school on this empty piece of property. Three years later, this is phase one of that school complete. Uh, we see children, and there's a picture of children, and they're learning, and they're coming to know Jesus. There's 209 students in this school. 23 of those students are special needs students. And just a little sidebar, in either 24 or 25, we're going to send a team back to help with phase two of the Timothy School. So that's another cool thing. Uh, we went last year, sent a couple teams to South Dakota, to uh, Lakota Reservation there. And so we're doing some, some work camps around the world. Uh, we just in December sent a team to Malawi. So that's another cool thing going on too, just sending teams around the world to be partners. Another uh, neat thing that happened in Paraguay, we see a group of pastors at a training or a graduation of a training called the Bethel Bible Series. We partnered with our Church of God School, Mid-America Christian University. 
And we train pastors in the Bethel Bible series. Uh, uh, a guy, a pastor by the name of Julio Garcia was a taxi driver, come, came to Christ at, at 35, wanted to become a pastor. And so through this program, he was able to receive some training. And now he pastors one of the largest Church of God congregations in Paraguay. And he got his training through this program that we help fund. We're funding, we're sending these pastors to school with this uh, program. Now let's transition quickly to Malawi. I love what's going on in Malawi. We completed the ministry center in 2012, uh, or 2010, I think, it, I think it was 2010. And so in the intervening years, God has helped us to be able to equip any number of pastors in that time. Pastors equipped, uh, leading them, helping them, transforming them. But there was no place for the pastors to stay when they would come for training. And so they would sleep on the floor. They would build these little huts outside. They would sleep on the, uh, outside the ministry center or on the floor, any number of places. And so this past year in December, we sent a team to help build, to complete some of the vision of building three dormitories to house pastors when they come uh, to be trained. Incidentally, another great thing that's going on in Malawi is a church was planted in this and we sent a team in back in December. A church was planted in the ministry center that we built for the pastor's training. And now out of that place too, hundreds of people come every week uh, to worship the Lord. And any number of people have, have accepted Christ and are doing some, just some great things. And so that's a, that's a neat little side uh, story uh, as well. Our ability through this ministry center is to reach thousands and thousands of pa- as pastors are trained. And I just had a conversation with another pastor. There's a training center in Kenya. And we're going to talk about how we might coordinate that uh, seminary with the training center here. And that's just going to be another whole cool thing that we haven't even got into yet that we're really, really excited about. About. Uh, and just know every single one of the buildings that you see in these pictures, this is an empty field a decade ago. And your faith promise giving over the last decade or so, it's probably at least a half a million dollars, not counting the people time and whatever in engineering and, and all that went into all that, but probably half a million dollars that we've invested in this ministry and friends' lives are being changed. We've got our uh, good friend, Richard Fields, who works with Helping Hands in Motion. Great ministry we've supported for a number of years. And uh, we just want to invite uh, Pastor Richard to come up and share with us a little bit uh, personally about what God's doing through his ministry. God bless you, brother. Good morning, First Church. Uh, it's great to be here. Uh, I want you to know how excited about being here because I left Florida 80 degree weather and came up here on Friday. So it's good to be here with you. I appreciate you at this church so very much because how your passion is to reach people for Jesus Christ around the world and you're doing it. I just thank you so very much for that. I pray that you will continue doing that. The seeing that what God's called you to do and bam, grab it locally and around the world. Just thank you very much. My name is Richard Fields. I'm the founder and director of Helping Hands in Motion. It's a uh, nonprofit organization that empowers indigenous leaders so that they can reach their country for Jesus Christ. And we do that by resourcing them with whatever they need so they can reach their country for Jesus Christ. I don't have a lot of time, so I just want to jump into a few things. And we're going to get some pictures. And if you, if you want to take a, a pictures of, of a couple of the, of the first ones, uh, that would be great because I want to talk to, them, talk to you about them. And um, then you can pray for them, okay? The first couple of pictures, the first one is about 
about in Haiti. And um, you, most of you have probably been hearing the news. You've been watching what's been going on. It is terrible over there. It is traumatic. You, you can't believe it. The news that I get is not on the news stations because I'm getting news that's underground that's being sent to me. Tell me what is happening over there and how bad it is and how these gangs are going around and killing people and stuff. It's just terrible. And right now, there are about some of the gangs that come up about two miles from the orphanage. But I don't know if anybody in here has ever been, but from that that two-mile trip, though, the road is really bad. So we're hoping because the road is really bad, they're not going to come out our way. But what we're wanting you to do is pray. Pray that there is a hedge of protection around that whole area out there where, you know, maybe some gangs start saying, hey, we're going to go out there, and they start looking out there, and they don't see nothing because God's blinded their eyes. Or they see these huge warriors, soldiers, they're protecting the area and they said whoa we're not going there and that's God's soldiers around it we asking you to pray for them and these are the kids in the orphanage uh, that this church has been helping for some time now you know uh, their children the promise kids and you guys you're one of the, if not I think you're the largest church in in the church of God movement that is sponsoring the most church of God I mean most children in children of promise and we just can't thank you enough because it makes a huge impact and these kids are being protected because of that and being helped because of that and this this picture here is some of the kids in the community they're children of promise kids and because of you're you're, you're helping and supporting them they'd be able to go to school they'll be able to get food to the family and everything else is just unbelievable and so we just can't thank you enough for what you're doing and continue to pray for them continue and pray for the hedge of protection around that area because like I said it is it's dangerous here and I get calls I get calls guys from people saying Richard we need help to get out of Haiti it is so bad people are leaving left and right even people that has lived there for years and even Haitians that have grown up there, they're wanting to get out because it's so dangerous and so hard. And so well, we ask you to pray for that area because it really needs your prayers right now. And pray that God will intercede and send some, maybe something in there to help this to get stopped where we can get in there and start doing more of what we're doing um you know this next slide here is it's you say what is that and it's it's a pastor's training and and i just want to share that with you and you go why are we sharing the pastor's training with well i want you to know that what's exciting in haiti i could give you all kinds of negative stuff that's happening in haiti because of the gangs and the political warfare and everything that's going on over there but i want to tell you the positive the positive Positive. God's working over there, guys. God's working over there, and y'all are helping make that possible. God's working. This is a pastor, and I can't tell you no names. I can't tell you where it's at because somebody may be hearing, and, and they'll pass that name along, and then they could go out, and they, they, they could be persecuted and stuff, or maybe even killed. And so I can't tell you the name. But out there, you know, I'll get calls from these people, and they'll say, hey, Richard, it's so bad. Help me get out of here. Send us some money so we can get out or find a way to get out. And, and then I get off the phone with them. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I get excited. And 
I get off the phone with them, and then all of a sudden I get, I get a message from a pastor, this pastor here of this church, and he'll go, Richard, you won't believe this. I go, what's that? And he goes, oh, we just had five or six people got saved. He said, people are coming to the church looking for hope because there is no hope in Haiti right now. And they know the only place they're going to find hope is the hope in Jesus Christ. And they come to the church, and they give their life to Jesus Christ. It's just unbelievable. They get saved, and they get baptized. He's telling me every week people are getting baptized, I mean getting saved and getting baptized. And they're, they're starting churches during a time when political revolution is going on in their country. It is just unbelievable what is happening over there. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift you to the other side of the world and just tell you just a few little things. This is on the other side of the world and this is about a, a new plant. The new start, guys. And the awesome thing about this is these people have never heard the name of Jesus Christ. This is an unreached people group. And because of what's going on in the world, they ask uh, our pastors to come there and minister. And they were able to start minister to them. Oh, great story, but I can't tell it all. Don't have the time. Come out there to my booth and I can tell you a little bit about it. And, and they're reaching people for Jesus Christ. And I'm not telling you this happened 20 years ago. This happened last July, guys. And it's grown from one area to three areas. And it's just unbelievable. And then the next one, you can see that the people are getting baptized over in, in this other part of the world, you know, and they get baptized in ponds, they get baptized in rivers, and they get baptized in creeks, and y'all know what a creek is, right? Everybody know what a creek is? Okay, it's a creek. Yeah, and they get baptized in creeks. And so um, and, and baptism over there is huge because when you make a uh, outward profession of what has happened inwardly, your neighbors know it because you've went to a pond or you've went to a creek or something and you and went to a river and you've got baptized. And what happens is people, your neighbors, your friends, you're ostracized and they will come and persecute you. So we need you to pray for them. And then this last one real quick is about, is this really exciting? That's another baptism. And then this last one, ah, in another part of the world, oh, it's just, ah, I would talk to me about it, okay? This, I mean, we have been working there, and it's one of the most difficult people groups to reach. They say if you can reach one person out of this people group in your lifetime, you have accomplished a lot. And so, but just recently, a Bible was translated, the complete Bible was translated into this people group's language and they're able to share that Bible with people and people are getting saved. You guys are helping people like me and them and around the world. Pastors Dave, uh, Dave. Wow, got you. Yeah, Pastor Dave, yeah. <laughs> Lost name there, yeah. Has been telling you about all of these. So thank you for what you're doing. Without you, we can't do it. It takes a partnership. It takes all of us to do it. And I just thank you guys for letting me be here for a few minutes. Thank you. Yeah. So we're, we're going to, uh, we're going to uh, just ask uh, Pastor Richard to st stay up here and we're going to pray over all of our ministry partners and he's going to represent them for us. But I would just invite you to take out the card uh, as we conclude. We're going to ask our worship team to come back up. Uh, we have a, we have a, a mission. 
to go into the world and make disciples. Why do we do that? To put the cookies on the bottom shelf, we do it because Jesus told us to do it. And until that time that we go home, uh, we want to be on mission uh, for him. We want to restore his ideal. We want to share the hope that we have found in Christ. And we've talked about some of the different ways that we do that. And unashamedly today, I want to invite you, if you consider First Church your church home, that you would help us, partner with us, uh, with Faith Promise. Uh, we've got some individuals that will help you, our guest services team. If you didn't get one of these and you'd like to be a part, they'll walk around. You just make eye contact with them. If you need a pen, they've got pens uh, as well. But I just invite you to fill this out. Again, you're just asking God, God, what would you lay on my heart? And then over the next year... Um, I'm just going to look for you to do the miraculous. So we're not asking you to carve out necessarily more money out of your existing budget, but just to say, hey, God, uh, what would you provide in a miraculous way? And then when you do that, I'm just going to be obedient. I'm going to be a conduit, and then I'll, I'll give that. And so what would that be? And we're going to sing in just a moment, give you some time. Uh, and then after we have a time of worship, I would invite you to pass uh, your cards into the kind of the aisle uh, area. What if we all passed this direction, okay, toward the door? So just pass that way, uh, and then they can pick them up on the aisles. And again, unashamedly, this is how we do things, like helping uh, what's going on in Haiti, this orphanage in Haiti. It's how we, how we help New Heights Auto. It's how we do many of the things we do. It's through faith promise giving. And so, Father, God, today, and I would pray for my brother. God, I thank you for the difference that he makes in lives around the world. Not just Haiti, but we, we just know really well some of the great work he does in Haiti. We've been there, many of us. And God, we thank you for that work and other work that he is responsible for. We thank you, God, for other partners. Partners in Lebanon, partners in South America and Paraguay, partners in um, the Middle East, partners in Malawi, Africa, partners right here in our community and Life Plan and uh, Carol's Hope and uh, Mosaic and uh, New Heights Christian Community Development Association and on and on. God, we just want to make a difference for you. We want to, to, to share hope and the difference that you've made in our lives. And fa so, Father, I pray that you would help us to exercise our faith today. And God, I pray that you would just lay on our heart what you want us to do, how we can be involved. And God, our commitment back to you is we'll be obedient and then we'll have the fun job of just watching you over the next year do your awesome God stuff and providing in ways that maybe we weren't even expecting. But God, you'll do it and we'll praise you and we'll just be that conduit and we'll give those dollars and we know that the need will be met as we as a church work together. Thank you, Father. Just speak to people's hearts and we pray in Christ's name. Amen.